and welcome to Tricode Tidbits. I'm John Yacoub, and this is the show with the terrible name, but great guests. I'm joined today by Tim Shaw, the Government Affairs Director for Tri-Counties Association of Realtors, uh, also a city councilor for La Habra, California, also a director of the Orange County Sanitation District, and also a director for the OC Transportation Authority. Uh, Tim, did I miss anything? I'm a professor at Rio Hondo College, uh, part-time as well. Okay, that was supposed to be like a, an opportunity for modesty. Okay, there we go. So you've obviously got a lot that you're working on. Uh, so before we jump in, I did have some questions about you. Is that all right? Sure. Okay. So, Tim, are you the mayor of La Habra? Not at the moment. I was the, we rotate. So I was the mayor in 2012 and again in 2018. So there's five of us on the city council. We kind of just go around in a circle taking turns. So I, I got on the council in 2008, and so I've had two uh, passes on the merry-go-round being the mayor. Okay. <laughs> and I, I really don't like gotcha journalism, but I, and I hate to disagree with, uh, I hate to disagree, but if you look here on the screen, who does Google tell me is the mayor of La Habra? Oh, how funny. Yeah. I guess I'm, so it's, yeah, it's well, Tim according Jean. to Google, it's according me. According yeah. to Google. Well, what's the mayor, always the mayor. They, there you they go. Say. <laughs> so, okay, but that's, that's, that's very cool. So, one of the questions that I do have for you about yourself again is, what do you like about your city, La Habra? Well, it's the city I grew up in. You know, I went to La Habra High School, so I've been there forever. Um, you know, for me, I got my mother there, my mother-in-law there. My wife grew up in La Habra, so it's very much home. Um, you know, La Habra is a place where, because there's no freeway, our running joke is La Habra is a Spanish word that means land of no freeways. All right. So we... <laughs> We find that we're a city that people don't happen to be passing through very often because they're not just driving down the freeway or what have you. So it is a little bit tucked away for Southern California off the freeway. But we, um, you know, have great uh, high schools, Sonora High School, a, a private school, Whittier Christian, La Habra High School. Uh, I went to La Habra, my wife went to Sonora. So it's very fun going to the, the football games. We go to the basketball games and. Of course, my wife makes me sit on the Sonora side, her school. So, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. But we so, we sort of have a little small hometown, small feel in the middle of, of this big met, 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 metropolitan area. So that's kind of what's neat about La Habra. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to put here. I'm going to put here. Tim lost fight with wife um, <laughs> daily. Okay. And uh, and so Tim, I, I do have now. This is kind of a serious question. Okay. Now I understand that you were on staff for Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was governor of California. That's true. So my, oh, we have two questions, but the really serious one is, is the accent even real? Oh, it's real. Oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> the, my funniest story, the first time he ever actually spoke to me directly, we he had gotten his uh, shipment of cookies in from Austria. Mm. These cookies were so good, I can't even describe how good they tasted. But um, he was having an interview or a meeting in his office, and people had cleared out, and I kind of just came in you know, to clean up and... I just hear this, do not take all those cookies. <laughs> I want all those cookies. <laughs> so I thought, oh, he actually spoke to me. Okay, right on. So, but he, had, he, he kept the Conan the Barbarian sword in his office. I worked oh. in the downtown LA office. And so he, it was funny. We had Sylvester Stallone come through. I mean, people like that yeah. were coming through. But, you know, every once in a while I'd go into the office. He, he didn't know, but I would, you know play around with the Conan, the Barbarian sword. <laughs> okay. I might, you, you want me to edit that out? No, it's okay, fine. Good. That's cool. That, that's a great intimidation tactic. I should get a sword <laughs> yeah. for this office. Okay, great. And then uh, one more question about you. So, and I understand that you have what, you know, is in California especially considered a big family. Is that right? Six boys. 
Six so. boys. <laughs> so is this like a thinly veiled attempt to grow your own baseball team? <laughs> My wife's one of eight kids. So, um, you know, we're a small Mormon family of only six six kids. So. Oh, okay. So you're, you're, you're aspirational then. I think we're done, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, so given that, like, the average number of children per household in the U.S. is like 1.93 kids, you know, like, uh, can you tell me a bit about what it's like raising a larger family here in California, in your community? Well, I, you know, we wanted very much to have a daughter. Didn't happen, but uh, there is a lot of practicality in having all one gender. So we only typically just buy new clothes or toys or whatever for the oldest boy, and mm. then everything just gets handed down uh, from there. But okay. we spend a lot of time at the soccer fields and baseball fields when when life is normal. Uh, so the, my boys are very much into sports. It's been fun up to now. They've all been at the same elementary school. The oldest boy now, though, just is going into junior high school. So now we're going to have two schools, and pretty soon, you know, he'll be in high school, junior high, elementary school. Well, the, the logistics are about to get a lot more complicated as mm-hmm. they're at different okay. schools now. <laughs> so. Okay. Very cool. So, and uh, now what I just did there for, for the layman is I established your ethos. Now, hopefully, people like you more. Is that good? I, okay. I need that help, good. yes. I, at least that, 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 that's, what, that's what the podcasting for dummies says here. So, okay, next. Um, now, I did want to ask you about something kind of big right here, and that is that's kind of the elephant in the room. With COVID-19 shutting down the economy this year, uh, in what ways do you see the state government acting to fill that gap? And conversely, are there areas that you're hoping that they won't get involved in or, or ways that you think would be less helpful? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, the you know, the ramping up unemployment benefits and, and things like that, trying to help those who've been uh, displaced economically during this time is real important. Um, you know what? From our real estate perspective, their way of helping <laughs> is we don't typically like. I mean, they try to they're they're concerned or rightfully so people who maybe were, were renters or, you know, have they lost a job, they're going to be evicted if they were making their payments. So they, they kind of have been bringing in eviction moratoriums and, and other ideas like that, um, which uh, we understand the motive. But the to me, there's a very uh, dangerous precedent you're setting. When things go bad, if you just decide to, you know, stick it, stick it to you know, the landlord, let's say, you're in the future, people are going to be very hesitant to, you know, be uh, offering uh, rental housing or, you know, I, the other thing that's happened in history too, like when war started or something, uh, they, they might stick it to the lenders, right? So if, and if you kind of just tell lenders, you just have to, you just don't get paid anymore and too bad, you just got to, you know, suck it up. Um, bank Banks or lenders in the future are going to be very, concerned about lending knowing when when the going gets rough they're gonna the government kind of comes around and screws us so I, I think it's very important that the government not overreact and and making it in the future uh, difficult to lend difficult to offer rental property difficult to just be in our business because you know things bad things will happen wars or recessions or terrorist attacks or pandemics we're dealing with I mean you know, and over the course of many decades, you know, a 30 year mortgage, 30 years, something like that's going to happen, unfortunately. So uh, I just I'm always just concerned that, um, you know, and if there's an overreaction, it will really cast a pall in the future. I see. So uh, we're really concerned about things that the help that hurts kind of. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. All right. 
Now, and you know, we just talked about how the state government could step in and help people through COVID, but like what specifically now are is organized real estate, like realtor associations, uh, what are they trying to do right now to help at the state level to get the economy stabilized and running? What are some of the efforts? Well, our big effort that we're going to have on the ballot in November it relates to tax portability, you know, here specifically in California. So we remember that when the voters put in Prop 13 back in 1978, you buy your, your property, it locks in that property tax uh, base. Um, what, what kind of the unattended consequence, if someone's owned their, their property for a long time, they're enjoying a very low property tax, you know, uh, that they have to pay. What that tends to do is discourages people from ever selling the home that they've lived in for a long time because they don't want to, you know, get rid of that, that lower ta- uh, tax base. So what our portability initiative does is makes it easier to sell that home that you've li- lived in a long time and move along to your new home, uh, that lower tax base. So we had Prop 60 and Prop 90 along the way that does make it possible, it, but it's under certain restrictions. This tax portability initiative uh, would make it, you know, a little bit easier across the state to do that. So we, we did an effort at this in 2018. It was Proposition 5. Unfortunately, the voters in, across the state voted it down. So it's been tweaked and modified here. We're going to make another run at it here in November of 2020. And we think we have a much better chance uh, with, with the modifications that happened. Um, the, the title and summary looks a lot better. And we don't look to have the organized opposition to our initiative uh, that we had with Prop 5. So hopefully that can pass. If we, if we get that passed, we expect um, a lot of good things to happen for our industry. Okay. I mean, it's good to hear. So, and, and this is what, is this what they're calling the Fairness and Property Tax Act? That might be the split roll property tax okay. that you're talking about, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> okay. So t- tell me about that. Why is that, yeah. why is that a terrible idea? Well, the so split roll. Uh, split roll, so refers again to Prop 13. Prop 13 applied to all real estate, uh, residential, commercial. When you buy property in California, it locks in that property tax uh, base. The idea with split roll is basically you eliminate Prop 13 tax protections for commercial real estate. So instead of it being based on your purchase price, and maybe you purchased it decades ago, so you have that low uh, tax base, what it would do is reassess that property every three years. Hmm. So in essence, it would be a humongous tax increase on uh, commercial real estate up and down the state of California. And right now, especially, you know, the economy's, you know, been throttled here and we're in tough shape. This is a very direct tax increase on business and probably really small business that are, you know, uh, you're, you know, renting a little uh, office space or, you know, little restaurant pad or something in some commercial center. They're, they're going to see their property tax go way up, meaning it's just much more difficult for that business to, to make it, mm. to survive. So okay. we're going to be out there very aggressively opposing split role uh, property tax as, as a realtor association. Okay. So you think this is going to like disproportionately affect small business? Because, no doubt about because it. Because big business can kind of tolerate that kind of stuff. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I see. Now, if people wanted to get involved to both oppose the split role and help the tax uh, the tax base uh, portability, mm-hmm. how can they get involved? And this is speaking both for realtors, but also for the public. How can we get involved to help? Yeah, uh, we, we don't have all the material yet, but we're going to always be able to get, you know, yard signs and bumper stickers and uh, Facebook messages, all that, uh, no doubt, is going to be geared up. So just contact us at the local association um, or wherever you happen to be. And, and I'm sure all of our, our active local realtors will be 
told, you know, here's the, here's the, you know, material if you want to give it to your, <laughs> your family, your neighbors. Uh, so it'll be kind of spread throughout our, our realtor universe uh, real easily. Okay. Well, Tim, thank you so much for your time today. I have a little, uh, I have actually have like a little tradition that I've set up just this morning. So it's now my tradition. <laughs> okay. And that's, I'm going to ask my guests to, in their most dramatic reading, read a quote. And this one is from uh, Mitch Hedberg. So if you wouldn't mind dramatically delivering that quote for us now. I'm sick of following my dreams, man. I'm just going to ask where they're going and hook up with them later. All right. So <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, you, you, you didn't you warn me in... what the content was. There you go, man. <laughs> That's good. You put, you put a lot into it. So Tim, thank you again so much for your time. Thank you for all you do for our association and for your community. And uh, I hope to have you on again sometime soon. I love it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Tim. 